Welcome to episode one of the podcast that no one asked for. I am Paul Brzez, also known as Pauly Brews. My co-hosts are King Kylino, Kyle George, uh, and Jay Penn's Jordan Pensabene. Uh, I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves to you first, uh, and then obviously save the best for last, and then I'll jump into an introduction before we get started on our first episode of the podcast. So Kyle, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, first of all, Pauly, that's the first time I've ever heard your last name pronounced correctly. Um, so yeah, I don't think you want to hear what I've called you over the past couple of years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, my, my name is Kyle. Um, you know, I'm a, a gamer by heart, uh, work in, I work in sales and, uh, I spend a lot of my days on the phone. So here we are another fucking phone meeting with people. So, uh, <laughs> with that being said, I'll kick it over to, uh, to Jordan. What's up? Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Paulie. Paulie, you know I'm Italian, so you know I'm going to know your last name with ease. Paulie had a little trouble with mine, though. It's, it's all good, though. Paul, if you just want to remember mine, it's Pensabeni. Mr. Good Thoughts, positive vibes over here. Um, Yeah, you guys know me. I'm, you know, I'm a sports guy, dog lover. You know, you know, I love rescuing my dogs and stuff like that. Um, You know, love listening to music, chilling out, just good vibes. Good, like good vibes over here. All right. Save it for your Tinder profile. <laughs> Get, and, move the fuck on dude Three sentences. Oh, what is this guy doing over here he, he literally he was literally just working on, on a dating uh dating profile that's all it was bio to i like long walks on the beach uh you listen, know sunsets listen we ladies be- he is he is single ladies he is yeah listen we can't all be wiped uh wiped up over there kyle some of us you know the game's been tough on some of us out here all right I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue your dating profile. Complete it. Round no, it out. That's all good. That's all, that's all you gotta know. And Listen, give your dates of availability while you're at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Let's, so, let's go. go ahead. I mean, go. I got my get out of jail free card. So, you know, I am obviously single as well. Uh, but so, you know, Kyle will keep it, keep it simple for us when it comes to, you know, what, what he needs to do around the house and everything. And Jordan and I will, will keep it open and, and what's going on in that that field for us um again i'm paulie uh big into sports uh big into fashion things like that so you know and and trending topics so we're gonna have fun on this podcast we're gonna cover everything from like i said trending topics to sports um to movies so we're we're gonna keep it light um the first topic that we wanted to get into is is something that we all enjoy and we've seen uh many people enjoy it's it's the trends and the challenges on tiktok uh, so, Jordan, I'm going to let you jump off first and, 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 and go over some of your favorite challenges. Uh, I mean, I think we all know the busted challenge is just like top notch. I mean, probably we've talked about it before where you could just spend hours on there just scrolling through it and just, you know, watching these women change into being beautiful. Like, I mean, all women are just like fantastic. And the confidence that they show with all these challenges, but especially the busted challenge is just, I mean, it's phenomenal. man. obviously you got the silhouette challenge that's just starting to come up. No, it's just like I, I lose words. Like I'm serious. Like I'll sit <laughs> on uh, TikTok for like two, three straight hours, just not blinking, because it's like, oh my gosh. And then you see another one. Oh my god, it, it's just it's unbelievable, guys. I mean, let me get your thoughts on this, because I mean, I'm lost for words with this stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Like I say this all the time. It's the second best app out there, you know, social media wise after after Twitter. Twitter will always be number one. Um, but like you were saying, like, I'm a person, like, I like dance and choreography, like watching people like, like I, cause I can't, 
Um, so when I first got TikTok, it was to like watch people just like dance and obviously the chicks dancing and everything. And then as each challenge has gone on and it's gotten more into the busted challenge. And then um, when Ariana Grande's uh, positions came out, that challenge was phenomenal. I wish it was still going. I haven't seen any of those videos in a long time, but I mean, the confidence that the and and you get to see different women from all over, all over the country, like different parts of the world. And it's just, there's a lot of talent out there that is not in upstate New York. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. There is beautiful women where I am, but the talent is worldwide. And I, I think I need like Jack Harlow, Harlow said uh, about to globe trot when they know a vaccine. And I think I'm absolutely going to do that. Uh, Kyle, what about you with the challenges? Uh, for the, the sake of my relationship, I have no idea what this challenge is. I've never seen <laughs> a single video. Um, no, but on, on a serious note, it, that, that, uh, for a while I got away with it cause my girlfriend had no idea, but then she scrolls TikTok too. So then, uh, she started seeing <laughs> videos were, so I'll be in the, I'll be alone in the room, like just, you know, scrolling through TikTok normally. And then you hear that the song pop on and then she just comes flying in. She's just like, the fuck you watching? And I was like, nothing, nothing. I'm not watching nothing. I'm not scrolling, <laughs> scrolling. And now, now the worst part is now that she knows it, it pops up all the time. I can't get the fuck away from it, guys. I got, I'm in trouble. If, the you gotta get, he- you gotta get good headphones. <laughs> yeah. No, but then, then I can't hear her approaching. Right. So that's the thing. That's the scary part. <laughs> You know, but uh, no, but it's it's a cool it's fun. You know, it's fun to see that stuff um, and then not as horny as you two over here. Jesus Christ. But, uh, <laughs> but Jordan over here, I've been watching it for hours, hours. Listen, man, that was a little creepy. You can act like I'm the only guy on this planet that's not watching it for hours. I'm two o'clock in the morning. I get done with work. I'm sitting there scrolling on TikTok. And listen, yeah. it's just it's wait, constantly, it, no, there bro, is. Awesome. There is one guy who does not sit on his phone and watch TikToks, <laughs> and we all know who that is, and it's none other than the infamous Jude Truth. Jude <laughs> refuses to enjoy TikTok. I don't know what his yeah. issue is. Yeah. I don't know. What did he say? Like spyware or whatever the hell he mentioned? No, yeah. he just he refuses, and he does not enjoy the TikToks with us, and that's his problem. And it sucks because I've sent some bomb-ass TikToks, like, like genuinely hilarious TikToks and he's just like it's stubborn as hell about it. Like, oh, oh I refuse to watch this. That's just unbecoming. I don't want to watch this. Try. That's the thing too with the with not only obviously with the with the women challenges, but like there's a lot of funny people yeah. on this app. And I mean, there's some cringe cringe worthy trends that I've come across. Like, there's some when people are playing pranks on like their boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, and it's like a cheating prank or something. That stuff's a little cringe, but there's a lot of funny people and artists too musically. Um, people have been getting signed to deals because of their talent is being noticed from TikTok. So um, I think it's a great app and I, I think Jude should start using it. Yeah, hundred percent agreed. I, I, I absolutely, well, because what happened is we lost Vine, right? Like I used to absolutely love Vine. I used to sit there, watch Vine all the time. It was just what I did, you know, before bed, whatever, scroll through Vines. And then when we, when Vine went so down, basically we Basically you or it. me with TikTok, with Vine. <laughs> yeah, but not, but less horny. <laughs> big horny energy big big horny energy coming over there from george man. like it's that's why his dating profile is the first thing to start off the show he's like i'm lonely ladies please <laughs> uh, oh fuck all right guys so let's kind of segue out of that um what we want to touch on is kind of like the uh 
the stock boom that was last week with uh, GameStop. And I will openly admit, I know nothing about stocks. I was learning from the group chat and still am super confused. Uh, but kind of what went on with that a little bit. And then how, unfortunately, somehow Steve Cohen's name was dragged uh wrongly in my opinion at least um from my outside view so so what do you guys think i'll let uh jordan hit this one first i mean i'm gonna be honest with you guys i have zero clue it was even going on until somebody mentioned it to me like i think it was in our group chat or something like that but it was like crazy like gamestop all of a sudden coming out of nowhere and people making like thousands and thousands of dollars i mean i wish i was smart enough to do this stuff but i'm not so, you know, I was happy for my people prospering with all this money and stuff. But, I mean, honestly, I have zero clue what is going on. I just saw a bunch of people make a bunch of money. And I was like, wow, that's really dope that, you know, the billionaires and stuff were, you know, they were cringing. Like, I saw a bunch of videos of people or of, uh, like, investment guys or whatever it is, like, crying on TV and stuff like that because they were losing a bunch of money. And I was like, good. Like, us poor people got to get something. I don't know, Kyle, what do you think about it? Yeah, so uh, similar, like, to you guys, I kind of caught wind of it early on. Um, so there's a there's a Reddit uh, subreddit, excuse me, called R Wall Street Bets, and uh, essentially it's just like they they talk about Wall Street bets and like stock stuff. Um, and then I think what what I understood, and this is what I've understood of the of the process, is that um, a hedge fund hedge fund managers were banking on GameStop to fail, um, and then basically plummet under a certain threshold and then what wall street bets did was that they were like let's just all gang up and and load the stock load it up like buy an incredible amount of shares and that inflated the price um i don't even know what it's at now i know it, like one day it was like 500 dollars, and i was like it was seven it was trading at 17 dollars like two weeks ago or something like that something astronomical and it allowed it allowed a lot of people to make a good amount of money like um, I was un, un, unfortunately not able to d dive into that because Robinhood, for some reason, had locked my account months ago. And I mean months ago, and I, I was not able to um, take advantage of it because so, I saw it coming, right? I saw it was like 18, 19 bucks, and they were like, let's just load it up, load it up. And I was just like, shit, let me, I, I, I want to buy some shares. Let me get in here. So um, I was a little upset. I wasn't able to take advantage of it. But uh, yeah, so that that's from what I understand. Um and to kind of segue back into that Steve Cohen thing, uh, I, I don't really know fully what happened. I do know that he was getting like attacked left and right. And and this is the problem um, with social media when you're a, a, a prominent figure, right? And you see – like he seems to be a guy who isn't like – like he's like the rest of us, right? Where we're all prominent. We're not prominent. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm not a blue check market. The fuck am I talking about? Uh, I, like when we're, we're sitting here back and forth, we're very active. We're very involved in the social media game. Uh, and you see a lot of like blue check marks. They'll, they'll just, they'll just drop their tweet and go. Right. And he seemed to be a guy who was very much um, involved and he would read his mentions. He would do that. And, and that right there. Um, and we know how it gets when we have disagreements with people. Right. But when you get kind of caught in that, the middle of that and you are in involved like he was uh you're only asking for trouble it's the it's just and i kind of saw that coming where he was just going to eventually just kind of take a break from it um and that's you know it's unfortunate yeah i mean i i knew it was a bad idea uh for him to be on twitter from the jump i mean i i, I embraced it and thought it was cool because it's like hey 
you know, we're happy the Mets have a new owner as Mets fans. I know Jordan and I, um, you know, so it was cool to see him interact with fans, um, you know, start the buzz with the fans about bringing back the black alternate jerseys, which I'm assuming is happening because it's been talked about so much, but you knew that there's, there's always a, a level of cesspool portion of Twitter where it just gets too much. And obviously, you know, people take money seriously. Um, so somehow, some way they kind of felt that, you know, there was a connection with him, um, you know, and, and some bailing out or helping out at a company and that, you know, they, apparently there was threats made towards his family, which, you know, that's going to happen on social media, especially when people are hiding behind, you know, Joe blow 69 and, and a dog <laughs> Abby, you know what I mean? Like that, that yeah. always happens because, you know, anonymously you can do that stuff on things like Twitter. So, and I mean, all social media for that matter, but like, you know, people are going to be that way. And, and I hope he stays off. I mean, again, it was fun. Um, but I just hope he stays off because I mean, it no good for, comes from it. I mean, obviously you saw he was getting attacked by, you know, prominent people from other companies that we're not going to mention. And, you know, it, it, it all went downhill real quickly. Um, and the, he did the, you know, the number one thing is, I mean, this goes back to the early days of Jets Twitter when, you know, the first rule of Twitter is don't react. Now, yep. I don't I don't think Cohen reacted, but he responded. And as soon as you respond, you're in what we like to call the Jude Vortex. Um, and once you start responding and people keep coming at you, you're getting hit from every which way and you don't know how to react. So I feel like that's what happened um, with Cohen. And then obviously the threats and, and, and he was like, nah, this is it. So, you know, Jordan, I, I like I said, I, I know – I'm happy with him not being on Twitter, but uh, what's your take? Yeah, I mean, listen, I liked him being on Twitter too, like you said, but it just comes like to the point where, you know, it's just getting tiring. And listen, he's a billionaire. He doesn't have to deal with this stuff anyway. So if he was like, hey, listen, you guys are coming out of my family. You know, it's not worth it. You're not worth my energy, which it's true. And, you know, we, you knew, like you said, you knew it was going to, something like this was going to happen because it's Twitter. And once something happens, Everybody latches on. Everybody jumps on. It's a even leech you, effect, man. Yeah, yeah. Even if you don't have, like, the correct information. Like, if somebody says, hey, it's Steve Cohen's fault with zero basis and zero facts, people are going to run with it anyway, especially when you have a cult following. Mm -hmm. They're going to jump onto it, and they're going to attack, and they're going to be nasty and disrespectful and whatever. And, you know, I get it. People don't like billionaires because they, they're, for the most part, are scum. Um, you know, obviously, like you said, Paulie, me and you were ecstatic when he bought the Mets, which is cool because we've been living in misery for 20 some years with the, the, the Wilpon. So, you know, it was cool to have him on Twitter interacting with us. You know, I, he responded to me a couple of times, which is like, holy crap, like this, this is really cool. But, you know, I think honestly, it's best for him to kind of stay off there for a while. Just like, listen, live your life, own the Mets, buy us good players and, you know, make the Mets a championship team. So, I don't have to worry about that anymore, but yeah, you, you touched yeah, on yeah. something by the good players, please. You touched, <laughs> Jordan, you touched on something there that is like, is so important where, and, I, and I'm sure he understands, but it's like protect your own energy, right? Like there's so much uh, negativity out there and, and that can, it can really weigh you down, especially on Twitter where, where everybody has a voice, right? Everybody's able to, to connect. We're only like a tweet away or an at away. Um, it, it, it's amazing how, how people can, just be so like 
like Polly was saying, just so disrespectful and uh, yeah. just go. It's the most important thing in life, man, and, and it's just to protect your own energy. Make sure you know what makes you feel good. Um, and then when you see the negativity, stay away from it. And that's that's I really think that's the most important part of life. That yeah, no, and, <laughs> and like not not to go into my personal stuff from 2020. I mean, you guys know it. Uh, but I really became big on 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 eliminating bad energy, um, you know, from from my life and from me um, in 2020 for various reasons. And it's been a whole mindset flip for me. And I, I, I've said this numerous times. I have no time for bad energy. Um, I've cut off a lot of people in the past 12 months because of bad energy and yeah, man. certain situations. But I'll tell you right now eliminating bad energy has been the best thing that I've ever done in my life. And I mean, I'm 33. I've got a lot to go, a lot to go year wise. You're just getting um, started. Yeah, man. Gary v exactly. <laughs> exactly. I am just getting started and I, you know, I'm looking forward to everything. So, you know, negativity and bad energy has no place on this podcast. We might be negative if we're talking about, you know, our sports teams, which we're going <laughs> to, we're going to try to keep this really jets light in this whole podcast because there's a lot of jets podcasts. I've done jets podcasts before, but if anything big ever happens with them that needs to be talked about, we are going to discuss it because, you know, we're on Jets Twitter. It, you know, we believe that, you know, we're very influential there, whether it be with serious takes or jokes. Um, but in regards to, you know, the Jets, they're going to have some quarterback things going on soon for them. But let's talk about a quarterback that was moved yesterday, which I don't think directly impacts the Jets. Some people do. Uh, but Matthew Stafford got traded to L.A., which I think is going to be wonderful with him with the Rams. Um, I think him and McVay, I think Stafford was very underappreciated in Detroit, and people are going to see how actually talented he is now um, in that McVay system. Uh, he got traded to the Lions for Jared Goff and his contract, uh, as well as two first-round picks, because the Rams just don't care about the first round of the draft. So, <laughs> Kyle, what are your thoughts not only on the trade, but how it may or may not impact the Jets? Yeah, so I I think um, – I'll start with the, the Jets point, right? I think that trade has very minimal impact on what the Jets would, would have to pay for Deshaun Watson. And the reason, I think, is, is multifaceted, right? So I think what happened is that they were paying more to get rid of that contract – I believe he was owed an incredible amount in guaranteed money, um, and that I, I don't think I don't think uh, a team was willing to take that on. He was almost like a throw-in. Um, I think that I think the one first-round pick and a, and him were like the throw-in there. They were like, please just get get rid of this guy, uh, take him. We don't want him anymore. Give us Stafford. I really think the value from Stafford was uh, again. He's Stafford's what thirty-two, I think. Um, he's not, he's not in his prime anymore. So you're really in the twilight of his, his quarter. It, it, he's got maybe like a couple more good years before you start seeing the diminishing returns of that. But going back to the, the, the Rams and, and the amount of first round picks they've spent just, um, on Jared Goff alone, right. Just to have him on the roster, then to get him off the roster and get his replacement, who is arguably way better. Uh, it's going to be a night and day. Uh, difference there and and it's just an incredibly t like it is a masterclass in how to f to fuck up a, a, a an entire organization but they have somehow managed to fight against that and it, it it's incredible um and i guess that i guess that goes to the gm who who's who's making these picks in the late rounds because they're they're just absolutely a dominant team they have a fantastic defense 
and they were literally just a quarterback away from getting over that hump. And, and now I can see them challenging, you know, I, I could definitely see them and Kansas city multiple years in a, in the Super Bowl coming up. You know, we're going to see a lot of that. I know we already know Kansas city is almost uh, a shot every year. And we know Mike Nash, shout out Mike Nash. He, he's always, he's always saying, you know, I imagine, you know, not thinking Kansas city was going to make the Super Bowl, And it's just, it's always funny when we think about that. Cause you know, they're, they're almost a lock now. And, and, and I think we can now start thinking about the Rams that way too. Cause I mean, once Brady retires, what do we, what, who, who is there out there? Maybe the 49ers, but they don't really have a quarterback either. You, you're, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, he, I mean, he's good looking, but he plays the position not well. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> he, he is very good looking, but he does not play the position. Well, yeah. you are very correct. Um, so Jordan, what about you? I like to trade for, for the Rams, like kind of like Kyle said, and they just said, fuck it, like we're not going to have a first-round pick for the next like 25 years, which, hey, listen, if you're going for it and you're if you're the Rams, you're going to be picking in the mid to late 20s anyway. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Give up those picks. Detroit's probably going to fuck those picks up anyway. Um, <laughs> you know, I like – you. Know, I love Robert Woods, big Robert Woods guy. You know, they got some good, uh, good running backs too, Donald H- Henderson. Um, and they got Hig- they got Higby at tight end, uh, Cooper Cup, obviously, you know, they got a good squad there. And I think Stafford is, I mean, I don't think I know Stafford is so much better than Goff. I yeah. mean, you can just see Goff had like some good moments, like that shootout he had in Kansas City, uh, against Kansas City. A couple oh, that game ago. was amazing. It was like 54, 50. It was like more than the Jets scored all year. Like, <laughs> um, so it was, it was dope. And it was like, oh man, maybe this is Goff coming out of his shell and he's going to you know, finally take that step, but he just regressed so much. And it was like, you know what? They had to bite the bullet on the, all the money they gave them. They're going to start over and they're going to go with Stafford Stafford. And I think it's going to be so much better in regards to the jets and Watson. I don't think it has anything to do with them at all because it's two completely different situations. The Texans are a dumpster fire and nobody wants to play for them, which I can't blame anybody at all because the ownership is a disaster and, you know, you treat your star players like garbage, essentially. Like, a- apparently, that's what happened with Stafford, too. Like, he just didn't like the way Dan Campbell had his, like, press conference or whatever, whatever that situation was. But he didn't get treated like the way Watson was getting treated in Houston. So, I think the situations are completely different. Hopefully, he becomes a Jet. But I'm so tired of talking about Watson. And the oh. Jets, like, every <laughs> day, like, it's, oh, it's... Watson like this. Oh, Watson yeah. was in Miami. Oh, and he was saying that he wants to be New York. It's like, yeah, I don't care. Like, I yeah. just at the point, like, I'm just at the point where I just don't care about it anymore. Paulie, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun to track in the beginning, and now already it's exhausting. And who knows when the Texans are finally going to be like, okay, we need to do this. Um, I do think that Watson was going to command whatever he was already going to command. So I don't think, you know the Rams dumping the contract and attaching the picks to that, to the lions is really going to affect the jets. Um, But I like the trade for the Rams, like I said, in the beginning. And also I want to point out that Matthew Stafford may be one of my favorite players in the history of the league uh, because it was reported. I can't remember who reported it today, but Stafford was welcoming a trade to any team in the league, but the Patriots, which fired me up because you want to know what the Patriots were nothing before Brady was there. I want them to be going. I want them to go back to the abyss that they were in prior to Tom Brady playing quarterback for them. I understand Belichick's going to be listed as you know the greatest coach of all time and all of that, but his rock the Patriots roster over years has not drafted well. They haven't drafted wide receivers. Brady left, and that team was atrocious this year. 
that team was terrible. And I don't know where they're going to get a quarterback from. Um, I was, was I worried about Stafford going there? I mean, yeah, he's 32 and it'd be annoying to have another good quarterback in the division. Um, because you know, the jets are trying to build. Um, but I don't, there's no quarterback. I could see them getting, you know, outside of Trevor Lawrence or Watson that it's going to be like, Oh my God, it's panic mode now. So, and I don't think either of those things will happen either. Um, you know, so I, I just Matt Stafford hating the Patriots and not wanting to go there. Does it have something to do with people coming out and speaking against Belichick like Gronk uh, and Brady being unhappy? Or is it because Patricia rejoined the staff? I don't really care. I'm going with the narrative that nobody wants to play for Bill Belichick and they'd rather be with Tom Brady or elsewhere. So, um, Paul, jokes, jokes over facts all the time. We don't always. <laughs> that's that's one thing jokes we back. want our listeners to know. Uh, that jokes over facts is going to be one of our mottos. So, you know, there will be times where, hey, our narrative may be more important than the facts, and we're going to make the jokes about it. <laughs> Agenda pushing only in here, baby. Yes, That's right. of course. <laughs> um, so what we're going to do is, is every week uh, we're going to have a final segment on the show. Uh, it's my favorite segment. Uh, it's going to be called Big Bozo Energy, uh, which is where we're going to pull out a – each of us are going to have – whether it be from, you know, the Twitter timeline itself with people we may know, uh, you know, in, in, in the media, something that we point out and acknowledge as big bozo energy of someone doing something ridiculous, stupid, uh, and, and we want to point it out. Uh, I, Jordan has one that, that I happen to really like a lot, um, and I'm going to let him go first because this is near and dear to both of our hearts. Yeah. All right. So I, Paul, you put this idea out for this segment like a while ago. And the minute you put it out, I was like, I already have it in the back of my head, like what it's going to be. So whenever we record, I'm going to come out firing. So this is, this is the deal here. So most of you know, or everybody knows because commercials are all over the place. The weekend is going to perform at the Super Bowl. So the Grammys came out and said, apparently to the weekend, you can either perform at the Super Bowl or you can be nominated for an Emmy, which is stupid to begin with. Like, let's be real here. The weekend had the song of the year last year. Like, Blinding Lights is everywhere, and it's a very, very good song. So, like, the fact that you're going to screw over a, an extremely talented artist, and he is. He's one of the best artists out there right now, one of the best pop, pop artists out there, because you want to make some sort of statement, or, like, I don't know if you're pushing a political thing. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's huge bozo energy that you're going to sit there and not award this guy for being an extremely talented artist with this fantastic song. And the album was great too. After Hours was such a great album too. Um, so it, it just, it makes no sense. Like you can't reward him for what he did and also let him perform at the Super Bowl. Like there's no point in, there's no point in doing it. Like what, what are you trying to prove here? I, that's just, that's my big bozo energy. The Emmys, you're a bunch of bozos. Shout out to y'all. I couldn't agree more. Um, after hours was an amazing album and i mean i don't know if they take into account the the artistic side of it but the saga he put on with his music videos from start to finish uh was just an absolute artistic masterpiece i watch that often because it's just so well done um and i and he is he is i've come to really appreciate music more in the past year um and the artist side of it because i mean everybody knows i'm a huge halsey fan um, so her music and her artistic side has made me look at other, other artists that way too. Um, and, and he's just another genius. 
Kyle, who's your big bozo of the week? Yeah, so this is going to be I, – I, I wanted to say this earlier when we were talking about the stock uh, exchange and, and, and all that all that jive. Uh, but my big bozo is Robin Hood. Um, just the, everybody who works there. I'm sorry if you didn't do anything, but but the, the whole thing where you prevent um, – you prevent people from investing and uh, getting it, getting in on that rare moment in history where people could have gotten rich overnight. Um, you know, I just think that was, and especially me who got their account locked for months ago. And I, I, you know, emailed support multiple times. You guys suck. I hope you, I hope you're listening. <laughs> hope you're listening to this podcast. This is very low, low level podcast. That's just starting out. Uh, you guys suck. Uh, you are my big bozos. You big doofy headed bozos. Oh, <laughs> goofy looking at anyway that's my um that's my big bozo it was just you know there was a there was a rare opportunity for people to uh to get stimulated in the economy and uh they said no they said no you can't, oh. you can't be stimulated over here go Come back on. go back to your we want more challenge. stimmies yeah go give back us your, all the stimmies yeah go back to your busted challenge you want to be stimulated they said <laughs> <laughs> excuse me i don't know what that is yo maybe they put out the busted challenge to distract us from the stimulus checks that that, oh, that, that, that might be it. it that the government every time government funded bus it every time a woman shakes her ass we get distracted from the the real goal <laughs> say, listen here lady we'll slide you five hundred dollars if you drop it low for the ticket <laughs> I like your creepy, like, movie background voice. That was good. In um, a world where they bust it for money. All right, that's it's, weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, for me, um, I was going to go in one direction. Um, I love I that actually, band. They're, they're pretty good. Um, <laughs> but I was going to. I was actually. Joke, hey, yeah, mind your business. Was. Mind your business. Nobody asked for this podcast anyway. I'm gonna get these jokes off. Jokes over facts. Yeah. Jokes over facts. I was gonna go one way, but I but I decided against it, uh, because uh, personal reasons. Uh, so for my big bozo energy this week, I uh, I'm gonna and this isn't all Yankees fans, okay? This is just the some Yankee fans because all I see constantly is that the Yankees don't concern themselves with the Mets. The Yankees fans don't care about the Mets, but every time something happens with the Mets, I'm seeing Yankees fans compare Lindor to Torres or Cole to DeGrom or complaining about Cohen. And I'm just, it's just so hypocritical and hilarious and I had an exchange with a Yankee fan yesterday and he's like, I'm not talking about the Mets. I'm talking about their owner. And it's like, well, the owner of what team then? And it's just, it's constant buffoonery and, and clownism. And it's just nonstop. The Yankees, they don't care about the Mets so much, the fans, but, but why are they constantly talking about them? It's literally rent-free. It's the rent-free mentality for some reason. I mean, they've got their 27 rings. They always remind us. I, I have nothing against the Yankees. One of my favorite players is Clint Frazier. Love him. Think he's amazing. Should play more. But it's just so weird to me that consistently the Mets are irrelevant, but yet their fans are complaining about the Mets so 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 much, and then they have to remind us how many championships they have. That's my big bozo energy for the week. Wow. You uh, you had a lot to get off your chest there. Yeah, I was a little angry. Well, you know, like I said, there was another big bozo energy and I put that one aside and I thought I suppressed it, but it was starting to come out. So I had to calm down a little bit. I and mean, you're not you're not wrong, PB. Like I think Mets and Yankee fans are both awful with each other. Like 
let's be real. They're not a rival. They no. just play in the same. They just play in the same state. Like it, it's dumb. Like Met, I've seen Mets fans go after Yankee fans. I'm like, yo, like, like when the Mets got Lindor, like, why are you worrying yourself with the Yankees? Like, worry yourself with the Phillies, with the Braves, with the Marlins. Like, worry yourself with those. That's what I'm saying. Don't care, yo. And the Yankees, the Yankee fans are the same way. And they, it's the same oh, thing no, with the Giants and the Jets. You. Yeah, I was just yeah, gonna yeah, say yeah, that. Exactly. Same exact thing. Same exact thing. Like, it's like we shouldn't even like not even no not the same division, nothing. And it's just four like, times. Every four years they play the, the Jets and the Giants. I, it's not a rival. I don't I don't care. Um, same thing. The only time I want them, I I, I watch as as many Yankee games as possible because they're on the Yes Network. I have multiple TVs. I watch I watch sports. Nice. Class. I don't care. I don't care if the yeah always. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's one Sounds thing. Like I somebody not, doesn't need a stimulus check. Uh, I one thing I will do is I will not hesitate to flex. That's that's something people will learn, and I don't care. Um, but yeah, like I, I the only time I don't want the Yankees to win a game or actually care is is when they're playing the Mets. Same thing for the Giants. I don't sit there and and care what Daniel Jones does if he throws a bad pass and he throws a pick. I'll acknowledge it, but I do that. I keep that same energy if it's the you know. Russell Wilson and I love Russell Wilson, but if he, if there's a bad play, I call it out and that's how I am. But it's just this false rivalry and I get it. It's the same city. And if you don't like this team, but it's not real. It isn't. You guys can fabricate it and keep it in your heads because they, they compete for the same back pages, but that's all it is. That's where the rivalry stops. It's about that's back pages and that's it. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. So that will be <laughs> that's the first episode of the podcast that no one asked for. Uh, Jordan and Kyle, real quick, I'll have you let everybody know where they can follow us on Twitter um, if they don't already. Which it's, if you don't, it's your loss. And get with the program. Jordan, go ahead. Yeah, no, you go. You go. You no, All you right. go. Right. No, you right. go. No, you go. No, you go. No, I'll go. No, I'll go. No, no, no. Just, I, no. All right, let's be serious. All right. Um. Um. um no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Was, so you guys can follow me at King Kylino uh, on Twitter. I don't recommend it. My tweets suck. Um, it's, it's, you know, I, I get a lot of tweets out um, and people hate them. <laughs> so Jordan, why don't you go now? Uh, yeah. I'm J pens for real 21. I just, I'm on there for the jokes. I make jokes. I rarely do serious takes because it's so much energy to, you know, be serious on that app anymore. And, and you're arguing all the time and I don't, I don't have the energy for it. So yeah, it's, you know, it's just jokes. I post my, you know, my dogs on there. Got to show love for my, my pups. Um, yeah. Give me a follow on there. Instagram too. JPens21. You want to give me a follow on there too. Um, PB go and I go wrap it up. Yep. Um, real quick. Uh, Jordan forgot to include his dating profiles as well. <laughs> um, so make sure you go there ladies. Um, you know, if you're in the radius, of where he's at, just look for him. He's desperate. Sixty mile radius. He needs it. Hundred miles. Hundred twenty miles. <laughs> Fuck it. If you're from California, <laughs> call me. I'm not gonna mention it, but somebody in this uh in this little podcast right here had to pay for the boost and stuff like that. Still not working out, but you know we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can follow me at Paulie P A U L I E underscore uh, B R U Z. Um, I keep it light again uh jokes as always um if if you get annoyed with music lyrics then i'm not the follow for you um i tweet a lot of lyrics so um you know and we keep it light we keep it jokes we keep it gifts we keep it funny 
Uh, but but thank you and come back next week for episode two of the podcast that no one asked for. Oh, yeah. And make sure, everybody, that you follow our podcast. It is on Twitter. It may be a little bit confusing for you in the beginning uh, because we had a little trouble trying to get the podcast, um, you know, the the app correct. But it's no, it's at N-O, the number one, ask the number four, and then pod. So make sure you follow us there as well. My God, that handle was ridiculous who came yeah, up with it was that? that's insane it was it was a very good handle and 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 somebody who's good with their hands must have came up with it <laughs> all right all right and that's Polly bruschetta everyone <laughs> is that how you said my last name <laughs> I, w- I actually kind of like that better bring it home everybody uh, abort mission <laughs> uh. <laughs>